for all my people out there that got a job. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I'm your host Bree, aka the Black Bachelorette because I don't want these niggas, these niggas want me. How was everyone's weekend? I'm so excited because I had a really good weekend. I had a crazy busy week. Um, I still had to work overnight, still waiting on my promotion and la da da. But this weekend I was looking forward to for so long because my group, The Hive, we had like a Friendsgiving and it was so awesome, y'all. Like just the fact that we actually have like a group of women and we all can come together and connect and just vibe and it's it's been amazing. So the other day we all went night hike hiking. We went day hiking today and night hiking the other night. So everybody was all already excited for the event we had this weekend, but we went uh night hiking in the hills, like the widest part of Austin where like there are mansions and it was so creepy. Like, I think in Trump's America, I may have not been able to get away with this. But now just knowing everything that's going on, it just felt a little bit more secure taking this hike. Like, everybody was scared to say the least. And it was pitch black. So the hike was about we did one hour in or 45 minutes in and then 45 minutes out. But the little pathway was so narrow. And it was so many hills to climb that it was scary as fuck. And, you know, I'm like a thrill seeker. So I was messing with the women and like, okay, we're going to tell scary stories, just trying to freak them out. But it was a good time. So we get to the weekend and we have our friends given and uh, just shout out to the, the girl Kia who hosted this Kia and Jazz hosted it at their house. And, um, I love that the women in this group take so much like pride in the the things they do and they put the events together and they make the decorations so special. And I actually ordered some cookies to go with the event and our group is called The Hive and one of my friends decorated uh, cookies for me. Shout out to you, Amaris. Go look her up if you want to get your cookies custom made because they were so beautiful. But we just had a blast. We boogied. We, you know, danced some. We played games. We all got competitive. It was just such a good night. I had a great weekend, guys. And then when we all woke up, you know, I was telling Cesar that I literally cannot sleep when I'm drinking any amount of alcohol. So we all woke up and we were like, let's just go hiking super early. And so we went. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I had a little tickle in my throat. Um... We went hiking it downtown on the boardwalk and it was so beautiful. It was it had a little cold front come through and we all hiked and then we worked out as we hiked. And <laughs> the funny thing is, it was all like white people, but when we were hiking and we stopped to do our reps, people like walked by and was like, Yeah, I get it. They cheered us on, they counted our reps with us. And that was a little surprising to me because they were so supportive. This woman stopped and she was like, Y'all are really getting it. Like, go. Because um, we not only did squats, but we did like squat holds. And geez, y'all, my legs are just, they're killing me. But I hope you guys had a good weekend because I had a good weekend. And I'm just, I'm excited to be a part of something. Like, I hope you guys are starting your little communities or trying to, you know, find people and connect like you. Find other black sheep if you're a black sheep. And just um, find your support because I finally feel that. And just getting cute and seeing each other has just been such a good feeling. It's just something to look forward to in this crazy ass pandemic and time. 
And I think I'm going to see that when Biden takes office that they're going to shut down the country again, which I would love so that we can all go out and enjoy these things guilt free and get rid of the mask. So I'm just ready for that. Um, I wanted to start doing recaps. So each time that we come on here, we can talk about the last episode and just touch on it before we move on. So last week we had on Jazz, uh, my good friend, and what a good episode. I've got so much feedback from it. I got a lot of people just open up conversations and it made me feel great. But um, I wanted to, to say that, oh, last week was about non-traditional relationships. The episode was called The Rainbow Wristband. And we were just talking about non-traditional relationships, basically, but more so talking about Jazz and her experience and hers. I wanted to say first that there are many type of non-traditional relationships. You know, same-sex relationships is a big one. Now, um, open relationships, polyamorous relationships, there's a lot of different type of um, non-traditional relationships. So not just Jazz's relationship. There's probably a lot more than just what I'm saying. There's like submissive, dominant type relationships. There's just so many different types of relationships. So I first wanted to say whatever relationship you are having is for you. Do whatever you want to do. Do not let people judge you based on that. As long as your relationship is not toxic, that's all that you should be worried about. Um, The things that I just wanted to um, make sure I pointed out again, because we didn't come back around at the end of the episode. We just kind of got lit. (laughs) The the biggest key points I wanted to make was to set boundaries. If you're going to enter a non-traditional relationship, it's important to set boundaries and to communicate, make sure that you're communicating and not arguing because, you know, in these type of relationships, we don't really know what it looks like to have a non-traditional relationship. We're not, it's a lack of normalcy. So when you, you have to set these boundaries and constantly communicate because you you don't know what you want. They may not know what they want. So let's talk about it and get through to see what type of relationship we really need. Hold on, y'all. Let me let my dog in before she goes crazy. And another uh, big thing to want to do is check in. Jazz made sure to say that. And it's really important. Constantly check in if, you, if you're having, you know, a non-traditional relationship, I would say. Because at any time, what you may have agreed to about in the beginning, you may want to change or you may want something different, or maybe this made you feel a certain type of way, which also goes hand in hand with boundaries, because maybe there's a new boundary that you didn't know that you need because of what you guys have experienced or you're trying to experience. So do your little check-ins all the time. It, It can just honestly, even if nothing's wrong, just check in and make sure that everything is good and the way this relationship is working for everyone, because honestly trying to get over on someone or or it only working for one person is going to destroy the relationship regardless. Even if you feel like you're getting over, eventually someone will, will feel that. So you got, you have to constantly check in and communicate. But honestly, even if your relationship is non-traditional, I mean, even if your relationship is traditional and like a quote unquote regular relationship, these are still things that you should want to do. It is just that when you're in a non-traditional relationship, it's you're kind of forced to do this even more because we're not watching our parents or anyone around us have these type of relationships open. So we don't really know what that looks like. So you kind of have to form these bonds and grow these this dynamic and these ideas together, which is how I wish all relationships could be. But there is a beauty in being in a non-traditional relationship for the fact that you are building this from the ground up. So just a lot of things to think about. And 
honestly, I hope that if you're listening to this, maybe now these type of relationships will be for you and you'll challenge yourself to have something that you haven't seen before because maybe it's something you're missing out of life. Don't believe that just because you haven't seen it that you can't have that. Maybe you can be the first person that someone else sees have this type of relationship and it makes them more open, you know? There was there was some per- person who was the first open gay couple and that pushed a lot of people who already had these types of relationships undercover to be open. So don't always go off of what you see, just have the whatever type of relationship you would like. So that's basically what we talked about last week, which kind of segues into what we're going to talk about this week, because in those type of relationships, when you're setting boundaries and, and kind of having to stand up for yourself, what I wanted to talk about this week was why it's okay to be selfish. Like, um, I got this idea because I was hanging with Metallic Forest, uh, my good friend who made the the podcast music in the beginning. Shout out to you. He's about to drop an album soon. So you guys should check him out. That's Metallic Forest. Um, you can find him on Instagram and even on any of the streaming fl- platforms. But he came to hang with me a couple days ago. And, and <laughs> I don't remember what I said to him, but he just looked at me and he was like, you know what? I admire about you. And I was like, what? It was just, it was so random. And he was like, you don't settle. Like, of all the years I've known you, you just refuse to settle. You just won't. And I just really love that about you. And it, it just kind of caught me off guard. And I like laughed and I was like, well, thank you. And he's like, it just really strives to make me think that I, I'm going to get exactly what I want. And I'm just not going to take anything less than that, basically. And it got me into wanting to create this episode because, like I told him that day, I'm like, I just, I literally can't. I've tried for so long to be in a certain spot that I feel like the world is pushing me in. And it made me so unhappy that I don't think that I have like the luxury to settle. Like it physically fucks me up. Like I get depressed. I start my whole personality changes. Physical things happen to me that will not allow me to mentally settle with whatever I'm doing. Like I've just always been a person who I feel like is emotional and sensitive and However, I'm intaking what's happening to me, I I express that back and I refuse to ever be in a situation that makes me unhappy and just deal with it just because, because the world told me or because the person I'm with, I want to make happy, whatever. And I had a really serious issue with people pleasing as I was growing up. And the older I get, the I, you know, I thought maybe it was a woman thing, maybe a black thing, like I don't know, but the older I get, I feel like it's a lot of people who are like this. Like, um, we all want to make the people around us happy or we want to be accepted. And a lot of times, you know, for me, being black, it felt like if you didn't conform to these things, you were not accepted. People talked about you if you didn't just go along with the things they said or what they the box they wanted to put you in. It almost made them feel like you were aggressive or just constantly trying to battle with them. Um but the more I get older, the more I realize like somebody is going to be mad regardless. There's no way to win at people pleasing. It's just, it is literally the definition of insanity. You will just constantly keep trying to make someone happy, but someone will be upset. And me, people pleasing, I, I feel like people can read through that sometimes. And the more that you do that, the more people take advantage of you. And the more people just blatantly, they don't respect you they know that they can treat you a certain way or they know that they can get over on you in a certain aspect. And honestly, I'm starting to realize that 
every interaction we have and every like relationship we have, sometimes it kind of is like a sell or a transaction. Like you're giving this part of your friendship or you're giving this part of yourself and they're giving something back. So when you put out a product or you put out a sell out there and it's and you feel like, oh, this is what, what it's worth. And they're trying to haggle you down like, oh, no, I, this is what I want to pay. Or everybody wants to get a deal. Everybody wants to get over. Everybody wants to win. So if you're constantly lowering whatever you're selling, when you're constantly trying to, to make a sell and you know what the product is worth, why would you lower it? You know, like that's basically like the definition of, of settling. I'm just going to settle for whatever. I don't know what this is worth. I don't really care. Or I just want to get something for what I'm giving. I just want to feel good about getting something in return. So you'll take whatever. But people will take whatever they can get. They'll keep taking advantage of you. They'll keep manipulating you. They'll keep running over you as long as you allow them to. Yeah, so you have to start thinking of yourself like a transaction, honestly. When you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself into the world, know who you are and what your value is and do not go beneath that. People should come into your life and only add to your value. No one should be taken away. And once you realize what you are worth, you never let anyone take anything away from that. So each time that you're meeting someone or, or you're in a friendship or a relationship, like you need to know your value. I was raised in a place where being black was not valued. So I internalized that. And it took me getting older to see that we weren't born into value. I wasn't born black and then that meant I was at $12 and be, white people were born white and they were valued at $100 per baby. I don't know. I'm just using an analogy. But as we get older, it's it's instilled in us. It's trained in, in us to believe this by how society views us. So I was going through life, yada, yada, just undervaluing myself. And each time that someone approached me or liked me, it was like, that was enough for me. It was like, oh my God, you actually like me? Oh my God, do you think I'm beautiful? And instead of actually deciding whether I like this person or whether that was a healthy transaction for me to have, I would just, whatever I could get. I just wanted to feel good. I just wanted some attention. And I mentioned last episode, I'm a Leo, so it's in the stars. I like attention, which came from me being undervalued for so long. So you have to know who you are and you have to know your worth to know what you were accept. So on that same sub, uh, on that same um, point I'm making, you have to be selfish. Like you have to come into a situation in this world and be your own backup. Like you have to have your own back. You have to go into a situation, you know, you don't have to always just think of yourself, but you have to be worried about your best interests. Because if you come into a situation worrying about someone else's interest or what is better for everyone else, they're also worried about what's better for them and, and what's in their best interest. So you're both worrying about them. You're both, no one will ever worry about you, which is why sometimes I hear married couples, I hear a lot of men say, well, we came into this relationship like this. She was giving, she was loving, she was doing everything for me. And now she wants to change that. Like she doesn't get to change what we agreed on when we got married. Yes, everybody does. You get to change every day if you want to. Whether someone accepts that or not is up to them. So like, thanks, but next. Literally, thank you so much for your time. But if you are not willing to meet me where I am at with myself, bye. Like, it, it. I know it hurts to give up on people, but they gave up on you the moment they didn't want to meet you where your value was. 
And maybe you made the mistake of undervaluing yourself, but the moment you decide to set a boundary or standard and to choose yourself, someone should either understand that and love you enough to meet you there or they were never for you. And the more you start valuing yourself, the easier it is to put these people out of your life. It is so easy to let people go once you realize like how much you did for them and they didn't do for you because they weren't valuing you anyway. If the dynamic of your relationship was they were getting over on you, what is the point of this relationship? You're people pleasing, you're making them happy and no one's doing anything for you. So at a certain point, it's only beneficial to be selfish. Like there's a huge difference between selfishness and narcissism, which we can talk about another time, but self-love is sometimes being selfish. I really want to stress the importance of being selfish. And I mean selfish in a way of like being in love with who you are. You know, you hear people say all the time that you can't, love someone until you love yourself. It actually is really true. You may think that you can give someone love or give every bit of you, but that's unhealthy. When you really love every single bit of you and you see yourself and you admire yourself and you're your biggest fan and you're your top supporter and you're in your own comments gassing yourself up, it is a different feeling. Most of our lives, we don't really love who we are and we choose a lot of the choices that we make because we don't love ourselves. We spend money on brands so people will look at us a certain way. We buy a car so people will, we're constantly trying to get people to value us because we're not valuing ourselves. And trust me, you can save a lot of time and a lot of money by just loving yourself and not having to play into what society thinks you need for them to love you. So I just really want you guys to, just look at who you are and start to figure out who that is and just love it for everything that it is. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the prettiest person ever. You just have to love who you were destined to be and who you are. Because I was talking to Seside and I, I was asking him right before I made this episode, uh, right, right before we recorded, if you could choose whether or not, because it's been a, a huge moral debate in my head since having kids. If you could choose for your child to be selfish or selfless what would you choose and he's like well what do you mean and I'm like if both of them were to a fault like your your child could be selfish and constantly worry about themselves but it was so bad that they did not care about other people they were constantly about themselves or you could be you your child could be selfless and constantly giving constantly doing for others and making the, the world great but doing absolutely nothing for themselves like just helping the people around them he was like well I feel like selfish because eventually they will help others they will become selfless by being selfish and I'm like hmm what do you mean and he was saying how if you are selfish and spend the time that you need on yourself you can start fulfilling your goals and your dreams and doing your passions and then by perfecting that you can give back to the world you can give them the best version of you by spending so much time on yourself and that is I'm, I'm so glad he said that because that is key that is what's most important. That's what's so amazing. Like perfecting who you are so you can give back. That's what makes people a better wife, a better husband, a better parent. Spending the years on yourself and spending the time and getting to know who you are and being very secure with that so that you can give. You can never give from an empty cup. You have to be full. You have to have all that in you to be able to give that to someone else. 
Because then you're just pouring from an empty cup and then we're all just empty. Ain't nobody got juice. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes self-love just means selfish. But yeah, we're going to take a break. Pay some bills. We'll be back. We are back, bitches. And I am here to bring you my black sheet black of the sheet week. Of the week. Black, black sheet of the week. Hey, black sheet of the week. <laughs> my black sheep of the week is Shirley Chisholm. I'm not sure if everyone knows who Shirley Chisholm is, but she was actually the first person, the first African-American woman, woman, black woman, everything, to run for the president of the United States. She got 152 um, first ballot votes in Florida. But I wanted to talk about her because she gave a speech saying that she knew even if she didn't win that this was going to be a big moment in history. She said, I honestly believe that first we need a vice president black woman before we can have a, a president black woman, a African-American president. She's like, we will first need someone. We will first need the world to see a black woman be vice president because they will need that stepping stone and see a black woman be in that type of position of power to be able to see them as president. And I thought that was very important because just now that's that step that we're getting with Kamala Harris. So I want to give roses to Shirley Chisholm because she walked so Kamala could, could run, literally. And she also was one of the founding members of the Black Caucus. So I just learned that right now. Like I had no idea that she was one of the founding members and she served on Congress from 1969 to 1983. So Shirley was out here doing it for black women since before I was born. And she is my black sheep of the week. Um, Kamala Harris was also a black sheep of the week. And I just want to highlight, highlight black women and history who refused to back down. They pushed, they didn't care. They even put their lives in danger. They wanted to change the world. And that's something that I also as a black sheep want to do. And I am just so very proud. All right, party favors, guys. And you guys get a real treat because my party favorite this week is going to be with my producer, Cesar Hawkins. Um, I feel like I've said your name so many times this week because, you've, yeah. You've done well. You've done well. You've really improved <laughs> from Thank day you. one. Yeah, you're like a pro now. Thank you. Your Spanish is very good now. Oh, yeah, your name. <laughs> Saying your name. But I've said his name so many times because people are constantly asking me about the podcast. They've been asking this week, like, nonstop about starting one. And they're just like, well, how do I get it started? I'm like, Cesar, how do I, like, get it on the streaming put Cesar. Well, what do I do if I want to get this equipment? Cesar. I'm like, literally, call him. I don't know. Like, he did, <laughs> he did everything for me and I show the fuck up. So. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. Uh, people are really, like, they podcasts are blowing up they want to people have something to say yeah and uh so it's exciting but if, if people do have questions i'm more than happy to help please yeah. do because i can't help y'all like stop <laughs> asking me questions i don't know this is the man that like did everything for me so um i wanted to talk to him a little bit about being selfish or selflessness because just having the couple seconds conversation i had with them i had with him just now he was just dropping gems i'm like can you get on here and talk to these people <laughs> 
So yeah, how how would you feel it or how would you approach it? The so the what I was telling you about selfishness. This is something that I heard in a uh, audiobook that I listened to recently. It's called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, which is very very good. I know it's wow. It, Who lives here in Austin? Austin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he kept journals throughout his life. Like uh, I think thirty six years he's been keeping journals, and he's like he lo- he loves wow. like deep thinking, exploring thoughts. And one of the things, one of the ideas he explores is this question of selfishness. And he says that be the most, your most selfish self because that is the the version of you that is going to be your most selfless self. And why is that? Because when you pursue what you know is your calling, for him it was um, acting, which he started to fall in love with. He didn't know in the beginning, but... Once he started doing it, he really fell in love with it. And when he started pursuing that, that is the most selfless thing he could have done for the world because he, it was the thing he was best at. And it, it brought, it, it gave him the ability to tell these amazing stories and it generated all these feelings amongst people. And I was giving you the example of being an artist, right? And when an artist pursues whatever art they know they're meant to pursue, they're able to give their gift to the world, which is their art, whether it's a business, you know, an entrepreneur or an artist creating a piece of, of, art, on a, on a, of art in a canvas. That is the best thing that you can do for you and for the world. And, and that's the way I started thinking about it. I think that it makes a lot of sense. I think you hurt more people when you are selfless in the sense that you put others before you right because then you suppress who you are you do yeah i had this uh, job recently right um and one of the things my bosses told me like feedback was that they really enjoyed having me but they told me like caesar we enjoyed when you really let your personality come out and and so i was trying That's to be where a- did you hear that at a job yeah well these people are really really cool but, uh, you know, in the beginning, I was trying to be a people pleaser. Yes. And I was suppressing who I was. I was like, I want to be who you want me to be. Like, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll be the perfect, like, business person for you. But that wasn't, um, that wasn't like, I wasn't doing them a service by yeah. doing it. I was doing them a disservice yeah. because I was taking away what makes, what, what I bring to the table, which is my personality. Yeah, it's so real. But that's. That's my thing on selfishness. Yeah, just to piggyback on what you were saying, like your most selfish self is your most selfless self. Like when I graduated from high school, I was picking a job that would just make really good money. I wasn't thinking about my passions and my goals. I just thought about survival. And I think in the way we are raised, it's a very classist thing. So we have the people at the top who want to continue to keep us in a slave mentality, keep us in a nine to five mentality, suppress us, which is why my face perked up when you said your job pushed you to have individuality and bring what you could offer. Because honestly, if we had more jobs like that, we could offer more if they let us be who we were and grow the company. Most of us are at, at jobs where they just want that, that job to be done for the day. Mm. And it suppresses us. So I, next episode, I wanted to talk about the nine to five aspect and getting out of that and pursuing your real goals because, like you said, you do do the world a disservice. So I just want to challenge everyone as your party favorite this week, and what I want you to think about is 
truly loving who you are and truly understanding who you are so that you can give your best version to the world so that you can help the world. And thank you so much, Sassad, for um, coming coming on and, and speaking with me because there were some things that you said that I just could not say as well as you. And I hope that, that this talk challenged you guys to think about yourself because selfishness also brings self-awareness. Like you understand yourself, you can challenge other people to really look at who they are, hold themselves accountable, and really just make the world better. It really does start small and grows. We just all have to be self-aware, choose ourselves so that we can choose others and benefit the rest of the world. But yeah, that's it. Hell all yeah. you had to say? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, thank can you. Can you tell them your contact info one more time? Because my contact info. Me. Uh, what is my contact info? Like right your now? Instagram, at least. Uh, but it's because I'm not using my Instagram right now. Remember? So your email? Yeah, I was gonna give me my email, but I guess I think the best way to contact me is through my cell phone. Which so is, should we just put it in the? Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. But uh, I mean, it's five one two seven six six three four three eight. That's the number. Yeah, hit him up. And he got a haircut. He's looking really good, too. Thank so hit you. hit him up on all levels. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>